Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and as always, it is a honor and a privilege to get to talk to you today, or anytime I get to talk to you, about your body, your soul, and your spirit. And now here's the thing. I'm going to ask for everyone today to put on their big boy and big girl pants, probably mostly just big girl pants. Uh, I realize, friends, that when um, we talk about the body, we're talking about something very sacred. It's I, That's why I do truly feel privileged to get to, that you allow me to have this conversation with you because it's not an easy one to have. Um, we, we hold things, we store things, and we even have the right to say it's, it's my body and, and I have the right to do what I want to do with it. And I agree, that is true. And yet I always ask the question, what's, what's the battle? How are you well? What's going on in your body? And today's topic is probably even more personal, <laughs> leave it to me, to not shy away from hard um, topics. And today we're going to be talking about um, the womb, repairing or preparing the womb. So this probably will uh, perk the ears of those who are thinking about getting pregnant, have wanted to get pregnant, are pregnant, or have ever been pregnant. Now, I have been two times, very blessed, and um, but yet it was kind of a mess. And so I don't have a beautiful pregnancy story for you, and I'd share a little bit today with you. And um, some of you are still waiting to be. And I also want to say, and I make it clear at the beginning with the interview, that this this conversation, it really is about if there's a dream that you have for your life, that that is in line with this concept of, of birthing life, of bringing goodness, increasing good on the earth. We all are life bearers, whether or not you do or do not um, carry an actual child in your room. But God is about bringing life. So this conversation really is about more healing that we, that we are asking God to do inside of us so that we can pass on a new hope to a new generation. Amen. I am all about that, friends. That God is redeeming and restoring all things now, not later, but now and for later. So allow me to have this conversation with you today. Would you just promise it? we're going to believe the best. Okay. I am not, I know we all see in part, this is my heart is that, uh, we would have a stab (laughs) as people of God to bring a new message into our homes, into our bodies, into the world. And it's one of such contagious hope and goodness. Not easy. We're not trying to erase the pain, but how can we redeem, restore and renew all things? So this is a deep one today. Uh, my friend Dr. Jana Grimm is with you, Dr. Jana Joshu Grimm. Uh, she is a holistic practitioner, natural medicine, uh, chiropractic care, but really goes deep into um, really the Lord has anointed her, you guys, with an understanding of the body. And mostly she's Jesus first all the way. So I, I think you're gonna, I know you're in good hands. And she is herself right now six months pregnant and she's sharing a little bit of her story it is definitely not my pregnancy story and perhaps it will mirror some of yours or some of you maybe not no shame we agree all right thanks friends also thanks for leaving a review thanks for leaving um your podcast reviews i read them all and they are amazing you can do that anytime on your on your podcast app if you put that little search little magnifying glass just click on that put in Revelation Wellness and it should come up, Revelation Wellness Healthy Whole, click on that. Scroll down your screen a little bit and you'll see a place that says leave a review. So that's great. You can do it right from your phone if you have an upgraded iOS, otherwise from your desktop. I thank you guys so much. And um, I just know this is gonna bless you as the life speakers and bringers that you are. We'll talk soon, peace. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am excited to reintroduce you to my friend, uh, also a fellow Revelation Wellness family member. She's an instructor herself. Uh, We talked before about gut health, and I'm sure that conversation is still a hot hot topic. Uh, But (laughs) I'm today with Dr. Uh, Jana Joshu Grimm. Hi, Jana. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And good to I'm be here. So good to have you back. But you're a little different this time than when I we had I you. I am. What's different about you? 
Um, well, I am carrying my first baby girl due in January. So Woo! when we recorded last time, <laughs> yay! Yeah, I had no idea I'd be in this position today. So right, and that <laughs> very exciting time. This is you guys. I just this podcast about like. I saw Jana in the summer. I see her once a year. I'm going to get better at that, Jana. I'm going to try and see her <laughs> twice a year. She, if she lived close, I'd be there once a month. But um, I was take my summer little break with my family, and I saw her this summer. And I knew she was pregnant, but it wasn't until I saw her that it was just so evident that this pregnancy is very, I guess, very different than my pregnancy. And so let me first say... I want to first make sure uh, this conversation is for everybody. It's not just for someone who wants to be pregnant or thinking about pregnant. Because listen, I realize, I want to make it very clear. I don't think all people will be married. I think some of you will, you're married to Christ. We're all married to Christ. Uh, But there are many that listen that are um, married and wanting to have kids on that practical realm. So I want to have this conversation. But if you're not married and you don't have any intention, there's still, we're going to be talking about the, the health of our home, which is either in our bodies Jan is going to bring some really great uh, insight of her own, just from her own story and her own healing. But we're all life bearers. Amen? Right? We Amen. all, we all bring life into the world. And some of us are doing that in flesh and blood, but we are all doing it in the kingdom. And um, I promise you, don't run away if you're like, well, I, I don't have, I, kids are not on my radar. Don't, kids were not on Jana's radar. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> totally. And this this will also speak to the grandmother and, you know, the mother who's already done raising kids. And, totally. And, you know, women alike, even men. I mean, yeah. there's something to be, I think there's much to be learned from what we're going to yeah. talk about. Yeah. And we're really saying, like, God, we were just praying before we started this podcast. Like, how do you take us back to the beginning, God, but meet us where we are? That there is a repairing, a rebuilding, a restoration and could you imagine, like for all of us, if you're listening, somebody birthed you. <laughs> you were in the womb of somebody at some time. And that is a holy place. It's a, sancti- a sanctified place. We don't really know or truly, I think science is still trying to understand what happens in the womb. Um, but we can um, take God's word and know that there's something about this um believing in what is true and and pure and praiseworthy and noble and creating um, an environment in our mind and our bodies, which is wellness. That is just the topic of wellness at hand, but um, also how it speaks to how we birth life, whether it is actually a baby or just the dreams that we have inside of us. So um, when I saw Jana, I just knew just seeing her with a, the pregnancy and the joy that she had, I'm here to tell you, everyone, that I did not have, oh, oh, gosh, I want to go back. This is one of those, I can't go back, and God knows my story, so there's no regrets. There are, everyone say it, there are no regrets in the Mm -hmm. kingdom. God knows, he knows the story, he uses it all, and it's wonderful, and I have no regrets, Uh, yet I, I, I wish I knew, but I get to, I get to know now, but I did not have a really, um, peaceful pregnancy I can say that I and now again whenever we talk about pregnancy I want you to all think about dreams desires things that you have in you that you want to birth well uh whether it's your ministry calling um being a good friend being a good wife whatever it is um I was stressed I was panicked I I uh and I loved Jesus I just there was a lot of brokenness in me so and I ended up having my firstborn son Jack and he was tough like I we had colic not just the normal colic a couple hours a day it was nonstop crying I was on my knees at his bedside crib I really thought just because I was sold the bill of goods that motherhood is going to be amazing and cuddling that little baby it's gonna (laughs) I mean you just don't know and in some degree it's like getting a puppy you don't know they're cute they're adorable and then you go oh my gosh this puppy is not sleeping making a mess like it's a big commitment and I didn't know. And I just remember thinking, why, what happened? And then I just fostered more stress into my home, like trying to get the baby under control, trying to like get things control, 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 control. And, um, and I, again, with my daughter, it was a little bit better, but I, anyway, I think what I said, I saw Jan, I'm like, this is a woman who has a different story of how pregnancy came about for her. 
And then what God has shown her in holistic health and wellness and how she's producing a healthy womb and home inside of her, inside her body and around her in her life. So Jana, tell them a little bit about you being a reluctant mom and then what God, you know, how God had, was just taking his time in preparing you. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I guess to start, you know, I, Zach and I didn't, we just a, a couple of years ago, less than two years ago could say, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't sure we wanted kids. I won't say that we absolutely didn't want kids, but we still didn't have the desire mm-hmm. to have kids. And obviously there's a lot of people that look at you cross-eyed when you say yeah, that with, right. they were born with that. The majority I would yeah. say of women um, have this desire, like they know at a young age or after they get married, they want babies. So I'm um, just going to share a little bit of my story because it'll mm-hmm. help segue into a better understanding. But the best way I can sum up the childhood part mm-hmm. is that episode number 217, Why Weight Loss is Not Your Fault, or I think Ooh, that was the yeah. title of it. Yeah. Okay. So I was seven to eight out of 10, seven out of 10, but even though I didn't have a, uh, a parent or a family member that went to prison. I married a man who was incarcerated for seven years, mm. got saved in prison, transformed. So we had to deal with a, a whole world of things that most people can never understand, mm-hmm. right? So I, I gave myself a point for that. And then the growing up around tons of exposure to pornography and stuff. So anyway, I mean, eight out of 10. Right. What, okay. Let me, that, let that me go back. Let me tell people, yes, <laughs> yeah. go listen to episode 217. It will ask you 10 questions. That It's called the Adverse Childhood Experience Test. You can actually Google it too. It's on the internet. Um, ask you 10 questions. And it's surprising how much trauma. It's really about the trauma that we've, the world that we kind of birthed or were raised in. And with each marker, if you can say yes to two or more questions, the increase for likeliness of uh, diabetes, heart condition, insulin, all the, basically anything that would cause disease in your body begin to increase. So this is one of those nature nurture things. Um, this is how, uh, the, the nurture environment or not, no lack of can create vulnerability. So go listen to that. So you were saying you're like an eight yes. out of 10. Uh, I was saying like, I was an eight out of 10 yeah. and, um, I, you know, I'd already become a lot aware of it, but it's still good to kind of go revisit and take a different kind of test as a self-analysis, yeah. and that helps segue into yeah. this one. So I think that would be a good preparation Great. for this. But anyway, so that I don't have to spend um, too much time sharing my childhood trauma. Yeah. So there's, bottom line, tons of and tons trauma. of trauma, chaos, emotional, yeah. um, just mm-hmm. instability. And so from as early childhood, I had tons of health problems everything from digestive disorders, skin problems, eczema, mm. um, all the way into my teenage years, mm. hormone problems from the, the, from the moment I started my cycles, um, in, chronic insomnia, night terrors, chronic fatigue, like fight or flight mode my entire life up until you know just a few years ago when, yeah. as I've gotten well on my story, which started once I got saved at age 28. But just immune problems, always sick, always going to the doctor, tons of um, seasonal environmental allergies, but at the time didn't know they were food allergies. That was Mm -hmm. something nobody ever looked at the gut um, in back then in my experience. And then which turned into like 10 years of vertigo, a chronic pain and just very emotionally unstable. Like I could have easily been diagnosed with bipolar or something, depression, all these things. And so that was the answer ultimately, like by my 20s, at age 24, I got diagnosed with endometriosis, was told I would... um, never be able to have kids. Thankfully, I mm-hmm. didn't um, I didn't bow down to the doctors and have a hysterectomy because right. clearly God had me keep my womb for such a time as this today. Yeah. Um, but that was a curse that was spoken over me many, many, 13, almost 14 years ago. Crazy. Um, but I somehow, even though I wasn't saved, I knew that was not my story. Even though I didn't even want kids, I just thought, no, yeah. I can if I want to. Yeah. God, you know, well, no God back then. But anyway, yeah. I didn't believe it. Point. You didn't. You chose anyway. not to partner with your, your life bear. No, I'll bear. I, yeah. I bear life. I speak life. I bring life. Yeah. As unhealthy as I was in so many other ways, I just didn't believe that. And thankfully that led to, you know, it had to be God's grace on my life even when yeah. I wasn't following totally. him. Um, but yeah, it was just a stressaholic, a workaholic. Like I was always living for either living in the past or chasing the future but never enjoying the moment and the present. And so 
my body was just absolutely stressed and fatigued. And then all of that came to a head in 2007, age 28. That's when I got saved. And that's really where my healing journey began. And now I've been saved 10 years. So there's not one thing or even five things or seven things to get healthy that I can give somebody today. (laughs) And to this day, I still can't write a book that's going to spell it out for people because it just doesn't work like that. Like nothing, there's no diet or recipe that's going to be just a black and white um, recipe for all. There's not a one size fits all. It's follow Jesus. It's follow. It's follow Jesus follow one step, next step. And when it looks like your life is going off the cliff, things look like, how would a good God walk me off this cliff? That you got to take the go. Like he's showing you godliness, godness that you can't, you can't. So yeah, there's no, there's no formula. Yeah, you have to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to Mm -hmm. get off the internet. You have to spend more time with the Lord. So I get saved and that's where my healing began even though it was, you know, super messy, especially in the beginning. Um, but things did start to heal slowly, but surely I got married in 2010. You know, not going to get into that. That's a whole nother hours and hours of conversation. But <laughs> more, again, more on the, on the test, ace test. Yeah. His, yeah. Click. His yeah. baggage plus my baggage all coming oh, together yes. now. For the record, I had endless confirmation that this was supposed to be my husband. And I did know him when I was 15, Mm -hmm. long before he went to prison and all that. But, um, you know, he's a recovered drug addict. I'm a recovered alcoholic and every other alcoholic. And, you know, all this, we all had all this sexual baggage from our past because we're both promiscuous and partying very, very young. Um, So we needed to work through those things. We had a long distance marriage for six months and he moved from Colorado to Tennessee. And then in 2012, God moved us to California across the country on a vision by faith. And so there were all these things that needed to happen that were all part part of my physical health story, my emotional healing story. And then in 2013, I I went through RevWell instructor training, which I actually heard about in 2009, which is when we met when you were in the baby grassroots of yes, well, very baby. <laughs> I waited on the Lord and he didn't call me to go through it for almost four years. So anyway, that was a very pivotal time in 2013. I was on sabbatical. Yeah. I took a year off of work, surrendered my license, gave up my practice all just because God said. And in that I re- I did receive so many layers of healing that I would have missed out had I said no to God out of fear because if I were married to my practice or I would have held on to the success and the, you know, the ministry and all these things, I had to trust that God was calling us to something better. And it was very messy and painful, but I received a lot, a lot, a lot of physical healing and our marriage was restored really a lot in that year. And in that year is when I went through RevWell training and really got into some deep core issues that I could not face if I had been bit too busy. Like I had to be, I had to be like literally on almost bed rest and work rest to be able to face these hard things. If you're an eight out of 10 on that, that little analysis, a lot to undo. You can't just be trying to fly by the seat of your pants and check things off the list. It just doesn't work like that. So So let me just say real quick, if there's someone who's like, Like you go, why am, why am I not pregnant yet? Or why am I not married yet? Why am I not, you know, the, all the not yet? I've forgotten. God is like, what if you could flip the scenario to say, God's healing me? Because I yes. think if we knew like, okay, if you, if you got what you wanted right now, there would, if we knew the amount of maybe weight or mess or kind of the, the, the effects would be so big that if in in a sober mind if God said would you wait so that you could have something better wouldn't we we say yes like I think we'd all go okay I'm waiting for something better and not to Mm -hmm. say I I wanted a kid I wanted to get married I did a lot of that and Jesus came along for the ride but for those of you who are following Jesus and your heart still feels like why have I don't have a baby yet or why is my baby so difficult or whatever it is that that God is is doing a healing work. Like there's there's the prepping time, the waiting time, the time where it feels like nothing is happening at all. I, it's the unseen. Or that it's so painful. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you're in that, either you're in that feeling like your life's on hold and nothing's happening and everyone around you is getting Come pregnant. On. Or that you're in so much pain and it's not happening. You're trying so yeah. hard and it feels like you're just yeah. under attack from every angle. Like, 
there we can trust God in it. We can yeah. just we can trust God in it. And if that's not busy enough, you know, like I was busy dealing with my stuff. Like I couldn't add a full time practice. It's not like I go to work and get to come home. Like I'm the owner. I am the decision maker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, God's in control, but it's a huge responsibility and it's ministry. So there's just too much dealing with other people's emotional stuff that God had to. He had to literally move me across the country, take my license away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember moving that. State to state. Yeah. Not that I, yeah. I mean, yeah. and I had to be willing to say, oh, my gosh, like this was my God. This was my yeah, my job. This my was my identity. Thing. Yeah. My whole identity was being Dr. Jana and and that practice. And it was, you know, it was successful and it was quote, for the Lord, but it did own me. Man. And so he had to, he had to rewrite go. my story in my mind. And, yeah. and that doesn't happen in a month or Come three on. months off. Yeah. Like it was two, basically two oh. years before I, guess, I got life. So what we're but saying, again, everyone, the people of God <laughs> are patient people. And that is not. Or you will learn to be. Or you will learn to be, right. But it's not, or, or. Or we get what we want and then we go, wow, this is really, really hard. Like, why is this yeah. so, you know, yeah. we, we rushed the timing. We we, we did mm-hmm. it our way and God is still good and gracious, but there yep. are consequences yes. for meeting needs, legitimate needs in illegitimate ways. That is, that's the definition of sin. You can work around God's plan. He's not going to strong arm you, stop you. I mean, he does have the right, but we tend to see he's such a loving and freedom choosing God. That you can choose yes. that. I'm still going to love you. And then there will be more work to undo or do in order to, to redeem it and to make it whole. And he will. But yeah. I just I just think Jana and I are both here to go like, it's worth the wait. <laughs> God knows what he's doing. And in the waiting time, there's a healing time. There are things that you can do to partner to make a healthy home. Whether or not it's just your home that you come home to and lay your head every day, the life, the atmosphere you live in, or the womb for a child that you want to bring. So, Jana, tell us yes. then what, what like, segue into getting pregnant and the things that you have come to learn and understand about pregnancy, birthing a dream. Yes. Uh, even when you weren't sure, uh, yes. you know, and, and how we can repair our wombs, repair our homes okay. in that way. Okay. So, yeah, I mean... Um, there's, there's so many details I could share, Lord, your words. Um, there was a lot that God needed to just restore, which really were heart issues that needed to be laid down. Right. Which we talked about takes time, Time. but, um, fast forward, like my, I had learned and again, like we say grace to everyone who listens to this, because we're not trying to say like, everybody needs to wait. And if you don't, you're going to be punished, but God disciplines those he loves because, and we're saying this so boldly because I have had to suffer the consequences of getting ahead of God for so many years that yeah. finally I've learned my lesson and went, when this comes to, you know, there was enough suffering on my own part or on my own marriage, but I'm not going to do this to a child yeah. because really becoming very, very ultimately aware of what had been passed through generation after generation yeah. after generation through my husband's family and through my yeah. family that was never dealt with. Yeah. Whether we either pass on the healing and the freedom and those things we release, we are released from bondage from, we can bring into another generation yeah. or everything that we are refusing to deal with, getting ahead of God with trying to stuff, trying to medicate, trying to drink away, trying Ooh. to pretend isn't there, trying to ignore um, or excuse yeah. and justify yeah. that's also going to go into the womb, into our pregnancy, into our marriage, into our yeah. parenting and into our home and into another generation. Yeah. And yeah. I was all too aware, like God had opened my eyes when I quit drinking, going through revelation wellness training. I had like the blinders were lifted in such a radical uh, way that I can never put into words. Like I could see things that I never saw before when this sin that was like generational, generational in my life and yeah. that had to go. I mean, the freedom and the the clarity that I saw with in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind and the fresh anointing, like that propelled me into really just going like really truly like I've I've surrendered all this to you, Lord. Uh, my, you know, my my desires for what I thought I wanted in a husband. Yeah. He gives me a guy coming out of prison, which was the <laughs> best choice for me, and it needed to be the best match for me. All these things that healed my heart. To where when it came down to fast forward a few years later, thinking about kids and the questions coming and I would just dismiss it from people. And I thought, you know, I really don't want kids. The desire's not there and I can trust God in that. I trust that he did it to protect us because 
he was saving us for this time as today, but he had to take me through all those other things to learn patience to be able to say whatever you want. So really, truly, it was only, um, you know, a year before I got pregnant, I I just prayed and, and said, honestly, Lord, your will for mine, like, I don't, we don't feel like we want kids, but we're not opposed to it. So if you want us to have kids, my prayer request is that you would just put a desire on both mine and my husband's heart so that I know it's you and that we would be equally yoked so that we're ready for this together. Like the rates of divorce are so high. My parents are ones that stayed married and they've been married for over 40 years, but such a divided, broken home. And so much, I mean, just can't even go, you know, get into that. I was so afraid of repeating history and being that and being a neglectful mom or being so obsessed with my work that I would neglect my children or having all these health problems and and not, you know, back in the day, many years ago, didn't think, you know, I I bet I would have had miscarriages or struggled with infertility and those things had I not waited on the Lord to heal my heart, which led to gut healing and all these other things. And that's what I want to get into some more of the specifics to help people with that. but. Then in, um, what was it, August, July, I don't know, last summer, yeah. that's when I had the dream. And uh, one day, just tell, out tell of nowhere. Tell them the dream. I love the dream. Tell yeah, them I love this story. I, I literally just woke up. And you know when they're God dreams because they don't go away. They, mm-hmm. they remain and you remember specific mm-hmm. details and they align with the word of God. But um, literally, I woke up and I had this strong desire to have a baby I saw her face. I knew it would be a girl. And he told me her name was Mercy Rain. And I knew that that had to be from the Lord. Like I didn't make that up. I didn't come up with that kind of name. That was the Lord, his compassion and his kindness endure Mm. forever. Despite all my sexual sin, despite all my fears, despite all my pride, despite all the idols I had Mm. in my life, like he is compassionate. And he was like, you are not high risk because you're 37 going on 38. Like we have waited for such a time as this. I I withheld the desire within you and all the pressures of man. Like he was just kind of saying like, you fought it. You fought the fear of man, which was a lifelong battle for me. And I didn't cave and said, I want to wait on the Lord to give me the desire. And he did it. He did it. And then my husband, like within just like weeks, we started like going, wouldn't it be fun to have one of those? We'd see kids and he'd be like, don't you think you want one of those? And we'd see kids on the beach and he's like, I want a little surfer baby. And just started making comments and I'm going, oh, Oh my oh gosh, my I think we're going to have a baby. Like, God, you too. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. It's so good. So all of a sudden I had this motherly instinct that I had never known about me before. Yeah. So anyway, but buddy, I also heard, again, I heard, but wait, that didn't mean like, let's get pregnant tonight. Yeah. It was still like, okay, Lord, how do we proceed? Because I was coming out of a super stressful season. So as I tell my story, this will teach people things, but he said, wait and prepare. So we're, when you're in labor, I mean, the average labor for a first time mom is you're around 28 hours and it can happen faster and it can happen later. So don't use that statistic to make it your story. But, um, you know, we uh, running a marathon only takes a few hours. And even if you walk it, you're still, it's still less than 28 hours. It's right, less than right, half a day. Right. And we prepare like a whole year or half a year for that. And for, so to prepare for labor and to prepare for pregnancy and to prepare the womb to prevent all these future problems, kind of like what you went through, because I know you're not ashamed of what, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're okay with what your past is and that God is yeah. gracious. Like the colic, like that indicates that your gut wasn't well. There was probably candida overgrowth and things yeah. that were passed on in your womb to baby that you had no idea yeah. about. And then the emotional stuff that affected it. And also being a holistic doctor and working with more and more kids, especially the longer I've been in practice, 10 years now, I see stuff now that I never saw 10 years ago. Yeah. I see, I mean, the, the amount of kids on the spectrum and autistic and spectrum disorder and stuff are flooding in the doors now. Yeah. Um, just autoimmune conditions, yeah. allergies, diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, obesity mm-hmm. in kids. But the autoimmune stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, this is stuff that I believe that we are contributing to because we're not dealing with our stuff because we're unaware. And the, the people that have the voices and the money are the ones trying to educate us. People like us, you know, there's, there's, we are just educating one-on-one and taking the time to do that or through little things, little venues like this. Um, but it takes time. It can't, it's not, you can't just like comment on Facebook and learn how your body works. You can't just Google search and put it all together. It takes time to be educated. So anyway, wait and prepare 
so it was nine months before we got pregnant and I can say that we're having a really enjoyable pregnancy and I have peace and I'm enjoying the moment and I'm not like frazzled and fearful and all these things that when we're bound by fears if I hadn't overcome a lot of these fears from childhood and fears of man and fears of my age and fears that oh my gosh I'm having a baby at 38 like Mm -hmm. what if what if what if and obsessing over statistics I'm I'm in the word I'm meditating on what is true and noble and peaceable and you know praiseworthy like God gave me a baby and is giving me a healthy pregnancy and it doesn't, I don't have to be, I don't have to listen to what every, everybody says is true that I'm high risk. I would have been high risk to create another generation in my sickness 10 years ago yep. and try yeah. to make something happen or think that a baby was going to save a relationship. I probably would have been divorced, like you said, in your podcast mm-hmm. back several times over and, you know, destroyed the next generation. And yeah. yeah, God is merciful and gracious. Just like us, he brought us out of bondage when we didn't have a great upbringing, but um, there's just, I was all too aware that I needed to wait on the Lord. And he gave me Isaiah 40, 31 that said, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They yeah. shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk Sorry. and not faint. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Happened. Um, but like, really, I've been able to have energy and, and feel good and not, and just, not have a bunch of complications. <laughs> My gosh, it's it's Leah Parker. Leah, shh, stop. Okay, keep going. Shh, 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 Leah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but you know, but because of waiting on him, it's like my greatest fear has become my greatest joy. And I believe that others can have that as they wait on him and they wait if they're having health problems or they're struggling with infertility or they've had miscarriages before instead of trying to like get frazzled and run to IVF and run to the things that everybody says to do to wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength and he'll give you discernment if you need professional help or you know I meet a ton of people who are so and I and this is this is going to be this might rub some people the wrong way but there's some serious pride with we have access to so much information at our fingertips And people are not seeking the Lord first. And most of what's on the internet has not been sifted through the hand of God. It will sound good. It will say it's backed up by science. It will be put out by people that have way more letters behind their name than me or somebody who's who's just spirit led. And then they believe it. And those seeds are planted. And it's really hard to unplant those seeds and dig them up because they start germinating fear. Yeah, if they germinate in fear, that is a really good point. If they land in a soil of fear then we're often running into a stronghold. Like where right. where lies or fear exists, the love of God cannot abound. Where lies right. or fear exists. So that, and let's be, I don't run, I run to the internet because I'm, I, I got, I need answers. I want to know right. what well, I, I got, it's I need fast. a solution now, right? Where once upon a time, right. you had to wait, you had to go to a doctor. And even then you might have to go to another doctor. Like, is yeah. God the good physician or is he not? Okay, keep going. Sorry, I wanted to. Yeah. So, so true. So he is, you know, I mean, so everything down to preparing for pregnancy and seeking him and saying like, okay, Lord, so you said wait and prepare, what, but were we even slowed down enough to hear him say wait and prepare or, you know, yeah. we could easily have a dream and then just jump in and go, I'm getting pregnant and I'm going to do it. And I'm so excited. And then we immediately are jumping ahead of God. Yeah. Like it takes, it's a continual discipline yeah. of patience. And he gave me three specifics for me. I don't even want to share them because then somebody will take that as their recipe to get okay. pregnant. In the okay, good to know. <laughs> I mean, I can't. You want, but you are going to share some things for for people, right? Yeah, like they're going to want they want yep. practicals. Okay, keep going. Yeah, they're going to want practicals. Which let me, I'm going to get to my little page on that so we can make sure we don't run out of time before we share that stuff. Um, but yes, I mean, so it was. So I was coming out of a stressful season, like I said. So there was some adrenal fatigue to deal with, and like I, I just I knew I was run down. So that would affect your that affects your hormones. I could tell it was mess, messing with my monthly cycles just enough that, mm-hmm. again, I'm aware because I take care of other people mm-hmm. um, that that needed to be addressed. And and even though I do what I do for a living, and this gets to be my calling. I still go to someone else to help me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's an important thing to say. 
Mm-hmm. We have become a world of self-diagnosers and mm-hmm. the enemy wants us wrapped up in this like pride and I can figure it out. Like yep. you've mentioned it, the idolatry of knowledge yep. and obsessive research. And it's a, honestly a red flag for me when the patient walks in and the first thing they tell me is I'm an obsessive researcher. Like I research everything. Oh boy. And I'm, I'm oh like, boy. Oh. this is going to be work. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. <laughs> because sometimes it's helpful if they are a person who has been led by the Lord to do certain research and really knows how to chew on the meat and spit out the bones. Uh-huh. If they're the person that just obsessively fills their head with knowledge, yeah. but isn't walking in true wisdom yeah. and is not filtering it through, you know, it's not spirit led filtration. Um, yeah, they're just, they end up just confused and that's exactly where the enemy would want us because then you stay trapped. Yeah. You have all this knowledge yeah. and you're not well, just, and then you're bound by fear and stuff. And so it inhibits your ability to get the right help for getting to the root of the problems, the root of the infertility or the root of why you're having miscarriages or how to prepare for pregnancy or proper prenatal care. You might just go and do what everybody does and go the OBGYN route, but there's really no education. There's not really healthcare. They're not um, teaching you how to properly feed your body and your baby. Like nutrition is so vital to this process. We yeah. need good fuel going in. Yeah. You need a healthy mental status. Like our mind can literally, you know, release a fetus from our womb when we're not well. And God knows yeah. when we can, when we can't. Another major cause of miscarriage is when the body is so toxic, which more pe- people are more toxic than they really want to uh, realize or believe. And what do you think that's like, from? Like overall toxicity? Uh, um, well, I think obviously the emotional stuff is okay. one version of it, but um, the toxicities there's. I'm so I test for heavy metals, chemicals, um, viruses, bacteria, parasites, fungus, and food allergies on every single patient that walks in the door, and I find multi, uh, like any of those categories in any given person. But I'm seeing heavy metals off the charts, chemicals off the charts from you know everything from vaccinations to uh, processed foods, GMO foods medications, we're abusing medications, we're running for that quick fix. Yeah. People are drinking coffee, you know, like coffee again, is loaded with chemicals and preservatives. And we, but, I mean, we're, we're they're living on energy drinks, we're living on sugar. So we're loaded with yeast overgrowth. Amen. And we, we have not, we just have this unhealthy garden in our gut. It's, it should be like this healthy, sustainable garden that can keep flourishing good, healthy bacteria, probiotics. But it's not. The ratio is reversed and we're overridden with yeast and people don't want to believe it. But literally, at least 80% of patients that walk in my door have candida overgrowth. And if mom has this in her body, then that is, you're making a baby out of that. It's passing on to baby. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing that people can be aware of, if you have already had a child, if you had a child with cradle cap or colic or eczema or asthma or food allergies and the sad thing is is you know everybody wants to have their Which, baby and as long as I it's say, not like it's, my firstborn uh check 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 like everything yeah. is just <laughs> so sad my jack everyone my sweet boy and then how many years later was it till we discovered that that was part of what was going on and yeah. things that you had to overcome oh, right only I mean, only 33 years later yeah that's i mean you know <laughs> Well, I guess since the pregnancy, it would only be as old as Jack is, right? Like, six, yeah, okay, yeah, years. sixteen years later, okay, yes. yeah. But from yeah, all these things that you dealt with way before, I know I didn't know in the beginning either. But knowing these things, I'm like, okay, so you know, it's important that I have a balanced gut, or that we all have a balanced mm-hmm. gut and strong adrenals. Adrenal glands produce over fifty hormones in the body. The thyroid controls the cycles, and if the thyroid is not strong, you cannot produce enough progesterone. You're, you know, it's, we, everybody wants to focus on the uterus, but the thyroid mm. is telling the uterus what to do. The liver plays a huge role in all this mm. in hormone balance. So you can't balance the hormones yeah. without having a balanced gut. They all go hand in hand and so, this is what's not So taught. we, So we kind of throw bioidenticals and things at the hormones yep. instead of, wait, what feeds my hormones? Yeah. Yes. And we call it natural. So we, <laughs> and we call it natural. Here, I, oh gosh, I have to touch on that. So- Really quickly, Go ahead. so we do bioidentical hormone balancing, and we call it natural, and here's the bottom line. You can slap in natural versions, still not the real thing, of like progesterone or estrogen or testosterone, but you never get to the root of why is your body not producing these come things, on. and where do they come from? 
So the thyroid, uh, thyroid, thyroid, thyroid. And 90% of the time, it seems like in my experience for what walks in my office, because people that walk in my office are not well, right? right? So I'm already dealing with like a population of people who can't figure out what's going on. Yeah. Most of them have been to many other places and they're broke and broken and frustrated and they're being told that nothing's wrong and they know that something's not right. It will not show up on blood work. That is something people need to know. Almost every person I find thyroid problems in, it doesn't show up in blood work because it's really a gut problem and it's mm. a deeper problem. The mm. adrenals are weighing on the thyroid and the thyroid's weighing on the adrenals and mm -hmm. the liver's mm -hmm. toxic or Maybe there's a genetic mutation, like over 50% of Americans we now know have um, the MTHFR gene mutation, which we won't get all crazy and into all that stuff, but I have a blog on that on my website if people want to know Oh, I have a more. feeling. You better just, everyone's <laughs> going to rush to Jana. You're going to be packed again with, with questions, but we'll talk about the end. Keep going. Yeah, so we'll talk about that at the end. So anyway, there's a blog on that, but it's a genetic mutation where the liver, we can't properly process folic acid and therefore we don't produce glutathione. So the liver can't remove toxins from the body. So you can be starving your body of sugars. You can be trying to do this candida detox on your own, but it will keep coming back and you end up really frustrated. And then the thyroid can't heal. The adrenals can't heal. So it's a bigger issue. And this is why it needs to be professionally managed. Like we can give all the advice we want, but mm -hmm. um, there's things that everybody can start doing, you know, mm -hmm. reducing the sugars. I mean, we definitely cutting back on grains, but if you really want to see it more of a significant change like eliminate not just gluten but grains for a time and see if it helps yeah, yeah I want to um, just punch in there that that was part of what I I mean I did that under Jana's care of like and it was in, it was intense it's intense to not give my body sugar like in even the yeah. most well, how about this this fruit right now like or anything it wasn't that fruit is bad hear, hear us say that nope it just needed, my gut needed a time to heal and I never needed Jesus more. And I, you go back and listen to my personal story about my gut health. I, I really feel all my, my healing came off of this awareness of how bitter of a woman I was and God wanted to heal my <laughs> bitterness. And oh, that was huge. It was the, it was, and then I, by the way, I was retested and my candida's gone. I don't have what, I mean, and thyroid yep. has reset. Like, I truly, truly believe. And I did all the other little, st little stuff, secondary stuff that Gianna was walking me through. But I know that I know that I know the Lord emotionally healed me from the pain I was carrying around, emo like, in my mind, in my soul, the hole that I felt. Like, why can't I fix this? I work out. I do this. I eat well. Whatever. It just couldn't get fixed until I was able to confront this very scary thing of how hurt my heart was, but specific to my story, so God could rewrite it. And so, yeah, and to add to that, because I walked through this personally with you, mm -hmm. so, but you had to go through, you had to be willing to go through this fast. So oh, we yeah. don't look at it as a diet. You went yeah. through this fast. You were willing to lay down whatever it took for a time yeah. to get well. And yeah. in that, yeah. it was so much more than the physical food God exposed to you, the spiritual disease. Yeah. And it was it all worked together so he used something that was so detrimental that had kept you sick for 30 something years yeah. and worked it all together for good yeah. to bring revelation for such a time as this and then heal you yep. and balance your hormones and keep you balanced and then when yep. i see you this time you know we're hardly working on anything just fine tuning fine tuning needs, fine tuning uh, you know? fine tuning yes. fine tuning maintenance care it's easy it's really easy to maintain um, okay good. so anyway can, can yeah, we jump to things? Can we jump to specifics that mm -hmm. women can be doing to repair or prepare their their wombs, their homes? And, and again, if you're just listening and you're like, I'm, I don't thinking baby, think about just the goodness that you want to bring into the world. Go. Yeah. So before there's baby, you got to be just think healthy. Like we've got to get healthy, be well. And if you're not getting pregnant, there's got to be something behind it. And so we've got to seek the Lord first. We've got to ask him. Do you need somebody to help you? And if so, let him lead. Don't listen to your friends. Don't get on the internet. Let yeah. him decide who's supposed to help you. And don't just make an appointment with me because I'm on this podcast because the <laughs> Lord needs to lead it. <laughs> and, like, and let me, seriously. as you, before you move to the next point, Jana said something a while back about like spirit filtration. I love that. Like, it has it been filtered through the spirit? And remember you go, okay, well, some people go, what is the spirit life she's talking about? Because that takes a process of waking up to believe that God mm -hmm. speaks to me 
in a rhema way, like right now, he has spoken, his word records, but he's also still speaking. And then I can ask yes. him the simplest of things or the or the biggest of things. But remember, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 says, the fruit basically, which is the evidence of the Spirit is, is this loving? Is this peaceful? Is this um, joyful? Like, is it true? Is it gentle? Is it kind? Like, all that, like, if that that will get you in tune with the frequency of the spirit to then ask more specific questions. Because if you get back that, well, this is all your fault. Well, that's that's not, or this is all your dad's fault, or this is all you know. Like, if it's blame or shame yeah. or condemnation or aggressive or biting or you should know better, all the you know all the shooting which we don't do on one another, we don't should on each other. Mm-hmm. That's not the Holy Spirit. So. You can sit down and begin, as she said, just ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what, 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 what could I, what could I do to be kinder to myself? What would be patient? What what's patience look like right now? Go ahead. Yeah. And ask the Lord where to start because sometimes it is starting with a fast diet, you know, dietary changes, but I always refer to them as a fast because if they are spirit led, God would not ask you to lay down anything if it weren't for your good and his glory. And he will give you the power to do it. He will, you know, self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. So every, you yeah. might need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit 35 times a day Amen. in the beginning. Amen. But it gets easier and easier, and all of a sudden you're this disciplined person. So you can lay down the sugars or the coffee and the alcohol or, you know, whatever whatever the vice is that Comfort. he's asking you yeah. to. You yeah. are, yep, all these things that return void, that keep you sick, that might be the very things preventing you from conceiving. Amen. But God That's does good. not want you to bring this pattern into your pregnancy because it, it may good. prevent the pregnancy or or cause you might have the morning sickness through the whole pregnancy that is 100% preventable. Anybody who has morning sickness through an entire pregnancy, is that is should be a red flag before the next pregnancy mm-hmm. that there's some gut work, liver work, emotional work, things, there's things to do that we need to address. So, go you know, good liver detoxification, um, you know, more greens, less sugar, less grains, less inflammatory foods. But again, those things need to be customized per individual. We have different emotional traumas. We have different DNA. We have different blood types. We have, uh, you know, we're different ages. We have, some people have candida overgrowth. Some don't. Most do, I will say. (laughs) Some people have heavy metal poisoning. (laughs) Most do. (laughs) Most do. I mean, just go do a simple candida spit spit in a cup. If it is opaque or it drops to the bottom or has legs on it like a jellyfish, you can see the yeast in your spit. You don't need, it doesn't take rocket science. There so you know. can start cutting out sugar, starch, and anything that breaks down into a sugar. Um, but there's going to be obviously more to it because candida overgrowth leads to leaky gut. So there's herbs and things that are going to need to be brought in to patch up the piping, the lining of the mm-hmm. gut to seal the leaks so that you stop um, causing this autoimmune reaction to every food and and thing that you breathe in and eat makes sense. So there's further damage and the adrenal fatigue, like that's where supplements play a role, but they are supplements. We, we can't take supplements and not change our diet and we can't just change our diet and be against supplements, but you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, okay. So so right now, just so we know you're basically neither one of us are anyone's best friend. Nobody wants to do this because they're like, oh, tell me what pill to take. Wait, back to, you want me uh-huh. to stop eating this? or Like fasting, it goes back to fasting. We just don't like it because. We don't like it. We don't like it. In that fast though, just like for you, he revealed bitterness. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I have, I have a short little 10 minute video of what the Lord did in a really deep, intense fast a few years ago. Um, you get revelation that you cannot get from the internet, that you Amen. cannot get from a doctor. Like when somebody is fasting and they come in for their reeval because they're fasting and like um, we are so operating in the spirit, we pray every visit. Yeah, the Lord yeah. gives revelation in that prayer as to where to lead me that I can't rely on my head knowledge just because I'm a doctor to yeah. get. Yeah. I mean, I pray with every patient and I don't like to answer questions that are specific because he, I, I always want to make room for him to lead because I, we could easily mislead each other by just yeah. giving do this diet. You know, if you have candida overgrowth, everybody going like more on the paleo side of things to get started, 
is going to help. It's going to start the healing process, yes, mm -hmm. because we're reducing sugars and grains and carbs in mm -hmm. the diet, mm -hmm. not for the purpose of losing weight, for the purpose of healing from the inside out. Amen. But there's something else God wants to give us in it. Otherwise, you'll stay on the vicious cycle. You'll lose weight, feel better. It'll come back. You'll lose weight, feel better. It'll come back, whatever. <laughs> yep. And you drive yourself crazy like I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's detoxification on emotional, spiritual, and physical levels that need to happen. Um, when the body is toxic, as soon as, I want to say this because this is a cool fact that most people don't know, you know, most miscarriages happen at the end of the first trimester, like yeah. statistically. Yeah, I, I miscarried and that was mine, week 11. Yep, yep. So very common between like weeks 8 to 12 because the baby's circulatory system starts to develop. So mm -hmm. our basically everything that's in our body starts to get dumped into baby's body and the toxic overload that's in us is too much for a fetus to handle and it causes basically a spontaneous miscarriage. Mm. So there's stuff, I mean, we're finding that there's over, you know, 300 toxins traditionally in umbilical cord blood now that don't break down. We've, mm. I mean, there's the level of toxicity is very real. So we need to switch at least from GMO and, you know, as much, buy as much organic as we can and drink more water. We've got to get off the coffee, like living on stimulants and not getting restful sleep and staying up too late. People want to deny that this really plays a role in our health and our hormones. But when we're stuck in fight or flight mode, when we are stuck in sympathetic overload, yeah. your adrenals are, it's like staying on the gas pedal, like you're just pumping gas all the time and never resting. Like that is, that's not a body that can heal. Your wound healing capacity is lowered. Your yep. joints ache. Your gut yep. can't heal. Your mind can't rest. You can't. You yeah. you were fatigued during the day, and then you're wired at night, and yeah. everything's reversed. Like your circadian rhythm is mm -hmm. completely off. But we need sleep to heal. Everybody knows that, right? Yeah. You get out of surgery, you go home, and you, you rest. rest. Yeah. So, you don't jump on the treadmill. Yeah. So you can't be living this like super fast-paced life and be like, okay, and then I'm gonna get and I'm gonna work 70 hours a week, and I'm gonna drink stimulants, and I'm gonna keep mm -hmm. going, and I can reduce my sleep. <laughs> like, good lord. Help us. You know, yeah. we, we're just exhausted. So that, I mean, low, you know, and then as far as fitness, like using discernment, um, people always ask, what kind of exercise should I do or how much should I be exercising? If your body's in a state of healing crisis, like when we are completely exhausted, um, then if it's intense exercise or intense cardio, it's actually a stress on your body. So ask yourself yeah. when you work out, whatever yeah. it is you're doing, whatever it is you love, if you're yeah. crossfitting or you're boot camping or whatever, yep. when you get done within a few hours, do you feel totally crashed? If yeah. so, that's an adrenal crash and that's your evidence that's that intense exercise is actually not good for you. Good. And either, and you need to ask the Lord if you need to take a, a fast from exercise, maybe that's yep. your fast, is yeah. fasting from exercise yep. more than it is dietary, you know, yep. or doing something very low key and gentle or like yep. in my spin classes, I encourage people like if you need to stay in the saddle or not turn your resistance yep. up and then, you know, train humility, fight Amen. the fear of man and just put your hands up and worship and sing and move your body yeah. slowly and you will catch up. Like yeah. you'll actually heal faster, gain more energy, more stamina yeah. and heal faster. Your hormones yeah. will actually be able to balance. But for why some, for some reason it seems like people are more willing to go beat their bodies up and yeah. train to death and yeah. not change their diet and yeah. not rest. Yeah. And we, it's that whole and, concept of one step back will equal two steps forward. Like you cannot keep mm -hmm. pushing. Nope, I keep pushing forward. Nope, I just keep. And we can even do that biblically. No, I press on. No, I keep, you know, we're like exhausted. If you're tired, that's a yeah. really good indicator. If after a workout, if it doesn't produce more energy in you, more clarity, more like, huh, more, you know, yeah, mental. You feel refreshed. Yeah, you feel fresh. Then you've got to reassess the workout and relook because yeah. one step back will equal two steps forward. It's how the kingdom works. Down is up. Yes. Down is up. Yeah. So let me ask you, because you're kind of, you know, outsider listening in. Do you have more specific questions that you want me to address before our time is up? No, I think you're hitting them. Like in terms of repairing our womb or preparing the womb, like repairing or preparing. Keep going. Yeah. So um, repair, you know, we're repairing, preparing. I mean, j I just can't stress enough. Like if there's patterns that we see that we tend to blame on our parents. Like if we are, cause I was in that for, I, I could have easily, I mean, I've got the story to back it up. I could easily have stayed a victim for the rest of my life. 
but yeah. the, I'm not my yeah. parents. I am not my mom. My pregnancy is not my mom's. I am a new creation in Christ. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus. I am pure again. My, I am not my old hormone story. I don't have endometriosis anymore. I, mm. All those are lies that could have kept me in bondage, and I could have just said, this is the way it is. Mm. I could have easily had a hysterectomy in my 20s, like many, many, many women are doing. Mm. And with a hysterectomy, you see gallbladder problems. You'll either see the hysterectomy come first and the gallbladder surgery come somewhere down the road or vice mm. versa, very classic. Um because you know these things are happening, these digestive issues, these gut issues, but we don't know what to do about them. So we run to the doctor, but most people are running to like Western medicine. And this is not a podcast to bash Western medicine. I'm just Correct. saying if you're not getting to the root, Correct. you cannot medicate away. You cannot medicate away bitterness. Yeah. You can't take an antidepressant yeah. to deal with your parents' stuff or and your grandparents' stuff that's been passed through the generations. Like mm -hmm. we have to do the hard work to create a new generation. And not only is it this is a bold statement, so seatbelts on but like it is our responsibility as a parent it is not a self like having a baby is yeah. not just for us like it is an honor and a responsibility and that's how I see it now and that's why it's a joy yeah but that's why I had so much fear like I'm like this is serious business like a baby's not going to save my marriage it was terrifying to me yeah. years past like to bring a child into this world we're dealing with crazy I mean the birth right we're not in Braxton Hiff Hicks birth pains in the world like we're yeah. in the end times like it, it's all around us we don't know when that time is coming but we need to create a solid new generation and we can yeah. by the grace of God but we have to slow down and be able to seek him and we've got to be willing to sacrifice yeah you know even like especially those of us like in ministry or whatever like I wanted to speak at Revwell retreat and there was a, there was some interest Mm -hmm. And the Lord told me in January, don't you apply for that? Because I believed by faith that I would get pregnant. I had been given a free Mediterranean cruise, and boy, could we have used it like to get away in August. And I turned it down because I believed by faith in January yeah. that I would be pregnant this year because the Lord spoke, and he told me to prepare. And I knew wow. that at some point I would be, and I believed it would be this year. And that took a lot of faith to yeah. say that stuff out loud yeah. to people or to turn down, you know, opportunities yeah. that are my passion and stuff. Yeah. Um, but to not take on too much because I knew that it would be too much and that I would be exhausted. Yeah. And, you know, the very week of retreat is the week I got pregnant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad but, you didn't come. So I know. Good. I'm so glad you didn't come to retreat. Mercy um, rain. Yes. But. But yeah, so I'm, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen, you know, I'm, I, with the labor and, and delivery and all that, like I'm, I have, um, a plan wisdom and, and things going into it, but I don't know exactly how right. long it'll be or what it'll be like. And, right. you know, I'm doing my best to prepare with room for the spirit to Amen. move Hands open. to lead and that, uh, mm -hmm, and that applies to whether we're trying to get pregnant, whether we are pregnant or we're considering another child, like it's worth the wait. I get, you know, I, I've worked with many, 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 many women who want to get pregnant or who've struggled with infertility. Mm -hmm. It honestly doesn't take very long before they can get pregnant when this stuff gets in order. But, but we're talking months, mm -hmm. usually not years. Mm -hmm. um, but to just wait, like the difference of six months and surrendering yeah. our timeline. And, oh, but it would yeah. be cool if they were two years apart and all these things that people, I mean, yeah. what? Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. It's just worth to wait on the Lord or to work through the stuff in your marriage yeah. so that the having the baby can be enjoyable team effort and not something that destroys the marriage and then we create another generation of a broken yeah. home. I want to jump in there because I know to listen to Revelation Wellness, I hope you guys know. <laughs> the last thing we are about is getting um, anyone into their smaller pair of jeans. Like it's just the very last thing we truly care about. It could be an effect. It could happen. You could downsize just because you're you're being remade and made whole and, and, and then the outside catches up to the inside. But um, for me, this is about, this has always been about a next, the, a new generation going forward. This is a new topic. If you stop and think about it, wellness in general, it's in our lifetime. It's in, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some history of dabbling, but this is really a big thing starting in the 80s, Cooper Clinic in the 60s, 70s, but health and fitness and now wellness, it's young. It's not that advanced, but we can take this 
and pass it on to another generation as a, something they can use for longevity and wellness in the days ahead. And I, I truly do think we're, this is a tool, you guys. Our bodies are a tool. It's a wonderful design to teach us more about the goodness of God. They're not a dis, they're not um, they're not bad. They're not they're not broken. They if they are broken, God makes them whole. But if we're willing to be in our skin, and like Jana's saying, just just be patient and be spirit led, and God will take that and turn it around so that we can triumph and move into the next generation and pass this on like a baton to say, your bodies are good, your minds are good, your hearts are good, your souls are good. You're going to be prone to wander. You're going to be tempted to believe that God is not good because the enemy does not want you well for the days ahead. But use this, use these tools, pay attention to your body, pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to your life. Um, so this is a new generation and a next generation thing. So if you're listening to this, you might be in my shoes. Like I said, my, my kids are now 16 and 13. And I honestly would say probably the biggest, I mean, it's just been a slow day by day walk with the Lord. I, I had kids and began to heal. Gianna has had more distance in her healing. God just waited on, she, she waited and there was a, she didn't give in to the fear of man, as she said. And so now she's, Mercy Rain, we feel like we're all kind of champion Mercy Rain because she just represent a new generation of a woman who's awakened to herself, who's walked with Jesus in her body, has given the gift of understanding how bodies work so that she, that can pass on. I'm learning it now with my kids. Um, they are not too far from the grace of God. There's no shame. I, I do, you know, you wish you could go back and know what you know, but we're all qualified in the kingdom and God is doing something good with the story that he's writing with us now this is a next generation thing this is a new generation thing Um, and whatever your past history is whatever your story is whatever your parents did or did not do whoever didn't love you that should have or whatever it is I feel like this is just the time that God wants to say I can clean that up I can make all that whole in your home in your heart and if you're ready to birth a new life or a new dream I want to do that with you. So, Jana, would you, first of all, um, if you, I know you're going to want to know more about Jana. <laughs> so <laughs> how can they, I'll put it in the show notes, but go ahead and say where they can contact you. Okay, I would say the easiest resource to get a hold of anything else that I have would be just drjana.com, okay. com, or I guess following me on Facebook, Dr. Jana, which is all one word, Josh U. Grimm. Um, should be easy enough to find. I'm going to be on there less though because of preparing yes, for Mercy are. in January, and I want to check out, you know, from social media quite a bit more okay. so I can just take care of the patients that I have and then my family. But um, yeah, drjana.com. You know, I, I have tons of material on yes, there and videos and yep. if recipe hit, blog if we and free hit, resources. Yeah, if we touched a topic here today, just go to that website and you know put thyroid in the Google bar or search bar. <laughs> Put spit yeah, test the in search the box. Whatever. Yeah, spit test. You can type in MTHFR or Candida, and yeah. there's there's just a lot of stuff to get you going in the right direction. And then I do help people long distance or um, locally. So there you go. It's so, good yeah. news. It's good news, you guys. This is good stuff to know. And again, no fear. No, nope. no, even you know maybe no shame. No shame. Or even if Jana said something today, you're like, I don't like that. That's okay. How about we say I I can. I can love you, Jana, even if I don't like that. I'm going to love you. We're going to choose to love each other. We'll leave the rest with the Holy Spirit. He knows what he's doing with all of us. So gracious assumptions. Uh, Jana, would you pray? And I actually would ask you to pray specifically around um, wombs and the preparation place of, of, of life, of dreams. Yes, Lord. Yes. So, um, Lord God, we just um, invite you into all of our stories, Lord, our past, our presence, our our futures, Lord. And um, God, I pray that anyone who is struggling with um, how to prepare, where to begin a womb that isn't conceiving and the timing that they would like, Lord, I pray that you would be near to the brokenhearted, God. I pray that you would give, um, I, I pray that you would fill us all afresh with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we might hear clearly from you, Lord, that you would help us to discern what the next step is. If there's some an action to take, 
that you would clearly show us step one and then step two, Lord. Um, If there is rest that is needed, Lord, I pray that you would give us the discipline to rest in you, to be still and know that you are God, Lord, that all your promises are yes and amen, Lord, that you have not forgotten that your timing is perfect. I pray that you would bind up every fear, any decision that we would be making based on fear or pressures from others or, um, or knowledge that we have put into our head that is actually not from you, Lord. I pray that you would remove any of that information that's been germinated in fear. Lord, um, I pray that you would just literally delete it from our hard drives, Lord. Yeah, Um, yes, Lord. But I do pray, Lord, for those who have the desire to conceive, Lord, that in your perfect timing that you too would bring them a miracle baby, Lord. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would start a new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, that this, that that holy information would be contagious, Lord. That you would yeah. help get the word out and bring hope to the hopeless, Lord. Yeah. Um, that you would teach us if we are, we are um, making decisions on false beliefs or lies or or otherwise, Lord. Would you just um, retrain our thoughts, retrain us, give us humble hearts with fertile soil to receive your word and your love and your grace. God, I pray that nothing that we've said today would be condemning, that all of it be wrapped in a bow of grace, Lord, Mm -hmm. and that your word, your truth would go forth in power and in peace, Lord. And um, to the new generation that's coming, Lord, these children that are going to be brought into the world, I pray protection. I pray that they would come out on fire for you, that they would know you all the days of their life, Lord, that you would keep them pure that they would stand firm on the knowledge of your word and be life bringers and game changers in this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good. Thank you, Diana. Yay. You're welcome. All right. Always good to be here.